Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode two of the Heart and Mind podcast. I'm joined here again today with John Lawrence Fagan of multiple John Lawrence Fagan Enterprises. And today uh, we're going to talk about the primal living side of things and my whole discovery on how I got myself out of the dumps and how I really started discovering, I guess, what was in front of me all along. Yeah. So we left off last episode. You had just about discovered walking on the beach, grounding, walking barefoot. Um, I guess, did you, did that naturally lead into nutrition then for you? It did, I guess, because I started to, obviously I started to, I started to feel different. I started to, there was noticeable change in my, in my mindset and knowing full well that, you know, you, you know, you are what you eat and all of that, I said, okay, well, if I'm getting this much out of taking my shoes off and literally touching my feet off the ground, well, what am I going to get if I start eating properly again and if I then couple that with some form of exercise that encompasses being outdoors, fresh air. I I knew that going back into the gym scenario just wasn't for me and I wanted to, I guess, like I wanted to expand and I wanted to to look at what what else could I get from um the outdoors. So yeah, food was food yeah, food was a, a, a a big thing um and i guess looking at that then it was a case of okay well you know what do i want to do with that you know yeah what was the starting point for you did you look at keto primal were you following any of the there's obviously a few celebrities that mm. lean on the i mean jordan peterson someone we both listened to quite extensively had been droning on about the uh carnivore diet for mm-hmm. quite a while so that was probably on your radar what was your starting point I guess like it would change. Uh, it it had to be something different, and I I really wanted to get away from. And I had this had been in on my radar for a while about getting away from measuring food. It really annoyed me this eating out of Tupperware containers, weighing out things, and you know measuring your day to the gram. And if you if you went five grams over your you know five calories over your daily allowance, you're going to get fat and all that rubbish. I really hate that side of. Was that in your head? That kind of extreme mental side of beating yourself up if you went over your target. It it was in my. It was on my radar because I did because I deal so much with it with with people, you know, for my, you know, my online programs and so on. And, and, and seeing how people develop such a very, very poor relationship towards numbers with food, let alone food itself. And I wanted to completely come back from that. But like the main thing I wanted to look at was all these people like, let's just say I have a mental image in your head and or anybody listening now have a mental image in your head of a hunter gatherer and just imagine the hunter gatherer you know with the bears wearing the bear essentials what is he going to look like he's not going to be fat in the midsection like this guy is going to be chiseled he's going to be athletic 
borderline more than athletic looking he's going to be muscle bound more than likely he's going to be rugged he's going to be rough and 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 rightly so because he's a hunter you know survival of the fittest he's out there and all of that and like he didn't have a weighing skills you know and he didn't go home to uh you know he didn't go home to his 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 you know family in the evening that he was out hunting for to to provide for all day and you know his wife is there waiting for 100 grams of chicken like you know so it was a case of okay what would but what would he have brought back you know and he wouldn't have bought back a packet of this or microwavable this and all that's why i was there going okay well what's he what's he going to be bringing and where you know where's the food source going to be coming from so they're going to they, they would have been growing their own crop for sure um and killing what they could you know uh foraging for whatever, hunting for whatever, um, and literally living off the land. And in our case, where we are here in West Cork, you know, seafood would have played a big part in that as well. Fish, uh, shellfish, and, you know, literally whatever's around me. So it, 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 it pushed me to think beyond, like, what can I get in the supermarket, you know? And that's exciting. Because it's real and it, like it must work because we're here to think about, it, you know. Yeah. And did you have some go to meals that you kind of found out for yourself? Like what would your typical day of eating would have looked like? So at the start, I knew that from playing around with removing refined carbohydrate out of my diet previously when I was competing and knowing how good I felt running on fat um good fat you know that that was definitely something that i was willing to try again and i knew that by running on a a, a fuel source such as uh, you know high fat high protein diet and eliminating carbohydrates completely you know i'm talking about complex carbohydrates and refined carbohydrates um removing that out of my diet was going to make it make me feel less hungry and when i need just need to clarify that when because when you're eating quite a lot of carbohydrate obviously your blood sugar t you know elevates and and dips and all of that but that sends cravings um which which seems like hunger you know but it actually isn't um and i knew that by balancing my blood sugars i.e taking away carbohydrate to the most part out of it and converting myself to produce ketones from a high fat, high protein diet, that I was going to be able to, you know, have a more balanced kind of approach to meal timings um, and eat, you know, not all of a sudden this mad hunger coming on because that's not normal. And that's only the case when you when you when when you're using uh, carbohydrate as a main fuel source um so my day would have kind of consisted really of um starting the day off you know it varied but like just to give you an idea of different foods okay so eggs they would have played a huge part in uh, you know primal uh cheese would have you know dairy uh, that that would have been there um there would have been your 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 meats um then there were we were using a lot of um avocados as well mm -hmm. um all these types of things that uh, just were very very calorie dense very fat dense 
Um, and then obviously your your meats, your fish, your your proteins and sources. fattier meats, obviously uh, lean. Your meats, yeah, not yeah. lean chicken breasts. Or no, anything. no, lean was going out the window. Yeah. Um, any 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 new wording that was associated with food had to go out the window, you know, um, and it really it you know you really have to think about it as well. I mean, you you know this isn't this isn't easily done either. Like, you know, when you're someone that's used to. Like I'm, you know, I cooking was not something that really interested me at all at all because time I was just there, it's just easier to bang something in the microwave. So even though it was maybe a prepared meal by someone, like a meal prep company previously, and you're then nuking that in a microwave, obviously it's just the, the 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 level of nutrients is completely decreasing out of that meal by the time I got to eat it. Um, I'm talking about pre when I used to, you know, compete and stuff like that. So now you're actually you're 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 getting your meat from you're getting your meat from your butcher where obviously that's all locally sourced and it's you know it's it's literally as clean as you can get. Um the eggs able to get those locally, um completely pro- real free range ones, not you know, so-called <laughs> free range. Um and just starting to think about where that stuff is coming from. And it does make a massive difference, like, you know. Yeah. So did your workouts evolve on from, I mean, obviously steps on the beach, yes, is better mm-hmm. than no exercise. Mm-hmm. But I guess compared to the intensity of what you were used to in the gym, you're talking mm-hmm. massive weight, massive sets, massive reps, mm-hmm. multiple hours per day. What did you do to kind of or did you expand your primal training to the level of what you would have done previously in the gym? They're so far removed, really, that it was going to be, again, like almost trying to forget the gym even existed and being outdoors and going, okay, well, primal, our primates, our ancestors, what would they have done? They wouldn't have intentionally got up in the morning to go and train. It just wouldn't have been something that was even even a concept. It was just, you know, get up in the morning and try and survive. And what would that have entailed? It would have entailed going hunting, going looking for foods. Uh, it could have been, you know, down to so much as climbing high ground, looking for, um, you know, look, looking for somebody attacking your 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 camp, your space, your your family, um, to protect what you have. Because bearing in mind, I suppose, like you know, when they were growing their own their own crop rearing their own animals um and and so on like obviously you know somebody was going to try and steal that so and um, there's a lot of there was a lot of legwork um so fortunately on my doorstep here there's some you know pretty pretty beautiful places but also some pretty labor intensive uh hills in that <clears throat> to either go either go climbing or running up or um you know, climbing trees or, you know, anything like that. So it was just a case of of trying to, I guess, recreate a day in the life of what it would have been like to try and survive. And that then in itself then would give you an endorphin release. Um, I can remember feeling really, really happy, you know, when we're, you know, even even doing this on a daily basis, um, just because it was just you're breathing in fresh air there's no as much as the clanging and banging inside in the gym is cool and all of that and you know 
you can smell the person beside you or whatever like that's not cool um but listening to the birds and hearing the wind going through the trees uh, you know when you're in a wooded area that's like that stuff's cool. I guess it's nearly a form of meditation at the same time. Well, it well it is really, and that, and and you know you could that transitions then into that as well, like you know. Yeah, and did you explore any of the? There's obviously a lot of topics around primal living, not just the physical or the nutrition aspect, mm. but I guess you touched on grounding, which is arguably something physical or non-physical, but mm. um, things like meditation, sleep. Mm-hmm. kind of other aspects to um to replicate that primal lifestyle mm. um i did yeah and i and like bearing in mind that it, it, so this was all new to me complete novice complete you know just like really not having a clue what i was doing um and going okay am i supposed to sit here and hum and face the east uh, you know like what is one supposed to do and i mean you know if you okay so let's remove ourselves from the primal bit for a second but if you google you know how to meditate there's six million ways of doing it and everybody thinks they're right on what they're doing but i guess the reality of it is is like what is meditation and and i guess it it might mean various different things to different people but I get it, it for me, it meant trying to put myself present in the moment and trying to clear my head of noise, but being actually there and being present and understanding that the noise is actually okay, you know, and I can't, it's, it's impossible to empty your mind as what people are saying to do, but just like processing this kind of stuff that's there and letting it go and just like, you know, going, oh, I can see something moving over there. You know, I never, or, or this, that's a really cool bush or that's a really cool <laughs> tree or that's a really, you know, and then going, geez, you know, I, I just taking in all these things and just, just being and just be trying to be in the moment, I guess, really was really something that, that helped me um, just, I guess, process a lot of strange thoughts and and kind of internal, you know, problems that were going on. With How me. did you find that at the start? Because I know a lot of people, as you touched on, a lot of people that try meditation for the first time hmm. get turned off by it within the first 60 seconds, five minutes, because just too much for them. And you you naturally think if someone tells you, just sit there and do nothing. Yeah. It's the easiest thing, but in reality, it's one of the most difficult things you can do. I think the biggest problem is people overthink this whole business of emptying your mind. I mean, it's like that's an impossible task. How are you meant to empty your mind and sit there and going, it's empty now? I mean, that's rubbish. It's just never going to happen on any on anything unless you're sedated. Um, So it was a case of trying to just slow everything down and understanding what's in my head and going okay just let me deal with this and going okay well let's finish it now and then going okay slow it down um so it was difficult for someone that's always kind of because my head's always somewhere else anyway it was difficult to slow it down um but it's like anything it's it, it has to be practiced you you know you don't you know you don't get up one morning and automatically go i have it today just like you don't wake up one morning and go, oh, grand job, six pack is here today. <laughs> just doesn't work, you know. It's, it's all this business is not a, 
you know, it's not a, it's not a quick fix. It's not a, it's, you know, you have to put in the work. Like, I mean, it's, you know, I'm still only, still only new at it. I do, I, do I do it every day? No, you know, but like, I'd like to think that I try on a daily basis to work on myself in some way, shape or form. And I, my meditative uh, approach has worked. I can actually use that on different aspects of my life now. So that if I'm doing, if I'm in a, if I'm in a day where I can't get away on my own and I can't sit in my own space or whatever, but if I'm actually doing something, I can actually now put myself into, okay, I'm going to try to meditate while doing this. Like, you know, and do you know what comes from that then is flow. And I, today was actually one of those days where I was doing something and I got into a flow state and I said, this is it. I have it. Um, and I got so much more done. I'm so much more productive when you're in that flow state and you're not being bothered um, by, you know, the external world or whatever, you know? Yeah. So how did you find your physical shape changing going into this primal stuff? You were doing primal workouts, so mm. like hill running, beach walking, stuff like that. Anything specifically targeting the muscles or... Like everything got everything got hit really because you know if if you're in the woods and stuff like that you know there's there was loads of logs around so you could like you could mess around with that you know uh, gathering so-called firewood you know as you know, as our ancestors would have done um, farmers walks I guess yeah all, there was all that kind of there was all that kind of stuff and like I say like with a lot of this hill stuff if we're if uh, if you know if I was hill 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 sprints or even hill climbs or whatever legs are getting a a good workout on it as well. So how did the physique change? The, like, I guess because I had so much kind of muscle anyway, it it came back pretty quickly, you know, through muscle memory and stuff. But I did see a massive drop off in unwanted body fat for sure, um, by getting rid of. The carbohydrate um and you know converting that fuel source over um and there was like there was definitely you know you there was a noticeable difference but the main thing that i was doing uh, i that from that was that yes i could see it but i wasn't fixated by it you know mm -hmm. because it was more than that and that was where it was before it was when i was competing it was all like looking in the mirror measuring and i didn't want to do any of that it was for physique rather than for physique yeah yeah and the i always said it to people that you know and people say geez you're in great shape previous previously like you may look like you're in the best shape of your life but you're in the worst shape mentally ever when you're in the best shape of your life when you're competing it's so counterproductive because you you're you're overanalyzing every aspect of yourself so so that's why when i was doing the primal way i there was days during lockdown i didn't even look at myself i can remember you know i just didn't look in the mirror because i just didn't have any need to just I, whatever you know if i was showering that was fine i just dried myself and put on my clothes and all that and there was no need to look in the mirror because what was the point um so it it was it it was good in 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 the sense of being able to just let go of those insecurities of how you look but actually in actual fact what was happening was i was just looking better as the days went on because i was just you know doing physical things eating well and i was doing it consistently
you know, doing what the body naturally wants to do and well, exactly. evolved to do. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And that's how that's how we would have got here from, you know, and, uh, you know, biomechanically, I was doing everything that I that was that I was meant to do with my body and you know then it was obviously the going into the sea as well and you know swimming and all that so there was it was every aspect of of exercise touched on without even trying to exercise did you find any disadvantages throughout this for people at home listening to this say they want to try the whole primal thing whether it's the nutrition the physical both mm. Was there anything that stood out negatively, anything that was majorly difficult or had a negative impact on your life? So the, the there's going to be discomforts for sure. And I was an absolute wimp when it comes to cold water and temperature change in general um, from a sensory point of view. So getting myself into getting myself into the sea was definitely i would say the most challenging part of all that that might sound absolutely ridiculous to somebody listening right now but that for me like i was so disciplined anyway with food and stuff before so it didn't like the food end of it doesn't bother me the exercise thing doesn't bother me the mindset side of things you know is definitely something i was working on anyway but like jumping into cold water is just like you know was the most disgusting part of what i wanted to try and change but and you'd see you've seen this now. No, look, let's call a spade a spade. It's the summertime, right? So the sea temperature is warmer. No, but right, you know, I have never been in the sea in Ireland so much in my in the last forty one years of my life as I have done this year, um, and I'm quite fine to jump into the water now, and I'd be quite fine to jump into the water in October, November as well. You know, mm-hmm. um, because realistically, it's not going to change temperature that much in the water, you know, as as it is now. But so I've definitely overcome that. So that was a that was a that was a thing of discomfort for me. Um, for anyone, I guess, that was thinking of doing this, you you would really want to think about your environment and the surroundings. Um and what do I mean by that? Okay, so let's say you want to do this, but you live with your family um, and you've got children and, you know, so carbohydrate is everywhere, but you'd like to try this, you know, ketogenic or paleo diet or, you know, which or carnivore diet, whichever route you want to go down. Um, you need to be prepared for there's a big change in what everybody else is going to be eating versus what you're eating. And just because you're obviously you're doing it doesn't mean say you've got to get the whole family on board, but at least try it yourself first. So just be aware that there is a big uh, switch in, you know, you eating something different than, than the rest of the house. But I can't like I would honestly say to anyone to try it once. Um, If it's not for you, then, you know, then then great go back to normal or whatever your normal version of normal is but just see how you feel from a mental and physical standpoint and give it a chance um it doesn't even have to be going down the whole primal route but just try to remove all the the new rubbish that we consume um in 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 liquid form and in food form and just dial it back to keeping it simple and just see the changes give yourself if you want to do it for six weeks, if you want to even do it for four weeks and just see how you feel mentally, physically, 
um, and and obviously how you you know how you look as well. Like I would say, if you don't see or feel changes, there's something seriously wrong because it does work. There's no question about it. Another aspect that I just thought of there, as you said, try get away from all the modern stuff. Something that came to mind there, the mobile phone. Mm -hmm. Was that an aspect of what you tried? Because in many sense, what we're consuming nutritionally, Mm -hmm. all of the modern bad things for us, you can also say all of the things in media, all the things on social media. Mm -hmm. That's not very natural. That's not very primal, consuming all that. For sure. Did you get away from that? Um, yes, to to a, again to a degree, um, because I did notice that pre lockdown, pre COVID, all of that jazz, I was heading the phone. I was always on top of DMs. I was like, you know, responding really quickly to everyone and all all of that, and you know, had to have the phone on me at all times. And I just got to a point during lockdown before I before I went down the primary route even that I was just like, I just, you know, fuck the phone, you know. And so what, like, you know, I really took a turn towards that. Um, but if you're going to go down the route of cleaning everything up in your life, you really need to audit everything you're consuming. That's a very good, you know, that's a very good takeaway from that as well is just because you're on this new health kick but next thing you throw yourself down and go an hour and a half watching reels or something that's not as you said that's not very prime or doing a forest walk with the phone out exactly running up a hill listening to a podcast yeah it, it you know yes you may be trying to better yourself by listening to a podcast but realistically you're not consuming the energy around you that you need to consume and you know the the frequencies and vibrations of, uh, th- that are that are there again could be considered hocus pocus but it's going to add to the experience of the thing like whereas if you're listening to you know some rubbish music going you know somebody roaring and screaming at you <laughs> in, in headphones and even though it might look beautiful going up the thing like you're not going to get the experience of what your ancestors would have gone through like it's nearly trying to connect as many senses as possible to nature mm-hmm. and i guess even if you're running up a hill or something and you're consuming music or a podcast mm-hmm. or whatever your brain on some level must still be going wait i'm not fully in nature because mm-hmm. i'm hearing something that's not nature or whether you're walking along a beach and you're wearing shoes instead of going barefoot mm-hmm. you're disconnecting one or multiple of those senses mm-hmm. from nature yeah it's all, well yeah for sure and you could look you could look at that and you could say well you're it's virtual so you're almost there you're within literally touching distance all you gotta do is take your your shoes off stop listening to the shit that you're listening to and just listen to the waves crashing that's a huge thing like you know the waves like i said earlier the uh, the the noise of trees wind going through trees in a forest trees swaying up against each other and creaking right water breaking coming into the beach listening to it pull the grains of sand back out they're sounds that most of us don't even don't even know exist let alone pay attention to and that's magical stuff like because that makes you open and broaden your your mind a bit more uh it's nearly like it activates some circuits in the brain that don't get used in everyday life And that wiring is there 
yeah. because we've because of where we've come from you know hearing a bird take off and you know flap its wings or potentially um you know bang its bang its wings off trees taking off or whatever you know that's you know that, that again you just don't take any notice of that when you're got you've got earphones on you know yeah and it nearly acts as a uh a reset for the endorphin and serotonin systems mm-hmm. if you're consuming constantly 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 and getting all the stimulus in mm. and you root yourself back in nature which is pretty much baseline i mean you can close your eyes mm. you can lock yourself in a room without sound sure to try and eliminate as many senses as possible um but i guess it's one of the more pleasant ways to reset your whole brain and get away from overstimulation for sure and i guess look you as well if you're going to if you're going to if you want to sample the route that i did like there has to be a certain amount of role play comes into it as well like you know you have to put yourself back wind the clock back and it's actually fun it's actually fun going i wonder what they would have done you know and i wonder like okay so it was like the other day i went camping and i was just walking along i was going oh it's cool time of year some blackberries so i just started eating all these berries and would i have done that before probably i guess but like not to the extent of the appreciation i had for it this time around you know because i grew up in the country and yes i went out picking blackberries as a child and stuff like that like but i wouldn't have eaten blackberries in recent years but like seeing them and you know and then you know cooking was cooking outside and it was just all oh, it was just great and i was just there this is not me at all you know um but it was it was fun you know and it's it is fun and it's, do you know what it is it's, it's simple keeping it simple um i mean i've how many hotels have i stayed in in my life fucking shit loads you know what is a hotel realistically you walk into a room and go oh that's a nice room oh that's a big television oh that's a nice bed but that bed's uncomfortable they stuck two beds together you know oh the bathroom's big i mean like you know what are you talking about like you know and then you complain them because the person in room service didn't say hello properly or something or you know they're very they shouldn't be doing that should they what the fuck are we talking about here like you know so room service you know somebody is bringing you something and you've a problem with how they're looking at you of course they're fucking pissed off. <laughs> they hate life. What do you want, a servant? No. So, like, it, this is the thing that we're, we're just we're we're so lost. And the more I think about that, and the more I think about the entitlement that we've created for ourselves about you know how, oh that's not hot enough, or the Wi-Fi is pretty slow here, or all of this is like okay. What are we talking about? And you'll, you, you have to go through, you have to go through this to understand it and to be appreciative, I guess, of, of how simple life can be and actually how happy you can be when you, when you make things way more simpler. Just keep it fucking simple. Like. And nature ties into that as well. Yeah. Many people say nature is humbling. Mm. You know, if you go out into true nature, as far as the eye can see, and you realize how small you are. I mean, yes, many people are in a city and there's the stereotypical thing of you can be in a city around lots of people and still feel lonely. But on the other hand, if you do that in nature, it's nearly a positive 
sense of isolation and it makes you realize you're part of all this you've evolved from all this and it just humbles you and then when you reintegrate into society so to speak all of what you just talked about the entitlement it's a lot more removed Mm -hmm. it's a lot more distant it's a lot further away from that whole grounding yourself in nature yeah it's 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 humbling for sure but what it also does in when you when you like when i came will say came back into society again because like bearing in mind oh, we're in lockdown and it's you know things aren't normal you know so pretty isolated from everyone in my own little bubble in control of you know why what you the everyone i'm interacting with is is controlled by me so to speak where whereas not so not so much now that we're back to normal you know you there's more people around there's more traffic on the road so on and so forth but what that allowed me to do now was to really audit the people that i wanted to interact with um and it doesn't mean to say that you have to not speak to people but you know there's there's a difference between acknowledging someone and you know saying hello to them and you know being being as civilized and as nice as as you can to people that you know, but like there's a big difference between that and actually stopping having a conversation with someone and going, you know, okay, I actually want to engage um, with this person, like you know. It's another big contrast if you think about how our ancestors would have lived in smaller tribes, maybe thirty, forty, fifty people in a small settlement, and uh, today social media. Mm-hmm. How many followers do you have? Oh, it's too many yeah thousands thousands yeah. thousands how many normal people now it used to be a case okay people know maybe 100 people 150 mm-hmm. the average person has probably ten thousand online connections yeah and uh our brains did not evolve to process that mm-hmm. it's too much yeah the numbers are too the the, the it's it, it's very hard to comprehend that amount of people that you actually know because you know you automatically assume actually they're not that's not real you know i don't know that many people i know a thousand people probably like you know a thousand people you put a thousand people imagine a thousand people in a hall or 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 stadium or something like that you go yeah it's pretty much you go well no it's not because like think of all the think of the time that you've been on the planet Think of all the experiences you've been on and how many times you've been introduced or introduced yourself or, you know, different uh, avenues you've gone down, all these different things. Like, fuck, it's a lot of people. Next episode, what are we going to do? We Next episode, I think we'll probably take it away from talking about lockdowns and primal living. I think we've covered all of that, but I, I'd, I'd really like to get on the, the route of business. And I'd really like to, you know, talk about the adaptation that um, has happened um, to, to, to my business and how it could actually, how this um, adaptation could work for somebody else's business as well. Um, and thinking outside the box, you know. So there's lots to be unpacked in the next episode, which will be episode three, if you would like to join me for it. And um, 
uh, and you know we can discuss it further because you're quite involved in this as well so i'd like um i'd like you to join me on episode three actually john please to 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 to, to guide the conversation and we will have other guests in future we promise <laughs> yeah yeah you, you, you will not just the two of us you'll get uh, you'll get you'll get kicked off shortly <laughs> fantastic uh all right guys thank you for listening and watching if you're watching as well um so yeah brings us to an end of episode two and we will i guess we will see and hear and all talk to everybody on the next one episode three so until then i'll talk to you all soon